Our journey of knowledge has taken many shapes and forms. School was just one of those forms. Throughout school, we've been taught these abstract concepts about what life is and how it works, but we were always bound to one curriculum. Now, just because we've graduated doesn't mean the journey is over. I'm Umar. And I'm Sabrine. And welcome to, to After, After School. school. Get up! Time for school! Time for school! Well, class, time for a pop quiz! Okay, Mr. Essay. Now, where you sit in the cafeteria is crucial. All right, listen up, y'all. I'm y'all substitute teacher, Mr. Garvey. We will get to know each other in detention. What is college? Mr. Smith, you want to go to Princeton. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. This is a podcast brought to you by Postgrad Productions. This episode, we're going to be delving into the topic of self-image. So in order to grasp what even the concept of self-image is, I went and I talked to this woman named Dr. Gloria Ha, and she is a licensed clinical psychologist in the state of Virginia. I asked her to explain how we form our self-image, and this is what she told me. The way that I was trained, something called a psychodynamic lens, a lot of the ways that I look at someone developing their sense of self is, um, it starts really young. And I think that there are certain ways that we are influenced by how we are raised by our primary caregiver, so like parent. Um, a lot of the research has been looking at the relationship with the mother, but that's not necessarily always the case. But primarily it's about the relationship with the mother. And it's not necessarily the relationship in and of itself, but it's how you perceive it and what your needs are when you're young and whether they're met or not. And so when you look at um, an individual, my three assumptions, and this kind of goes into my bias of um, how I understand people, but you need to know that you're special. Like, something is unique about you. You need to know that, right? Um, the second one is you need to know that there's someone that inspires you you look up to. So someone who will protect you, someone who, like, you want to become like. You want to be able to, like, have somebody in, in your view that's like, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And the third one is actually that you need to feel similar to someone. You need to feel connected. So it's like a sense of belonging. And so those three things are things that you kind of inherently need and you search for in how you develop these relationships. Your perception of yourself is very impressionable and it's not formed and it continues to change throughout your life. So what she's saying here is that the three ingredients that go into forming the image of yourself come from feeling special, having a role model, and having a friend you can connect with. And that's really interesting because when you think of your self-image, you think of yourself or what you see in a mirror, but it's larger than that. It has to do with how you perceive yourself in relationships and in relation to the broader community. Yeah, exactly. And so the next thing I wanted to talk to her about was what is a positive self-image and what does that look like? How we define positive self-image, that one's really difficult, but it's this understanding that like you're worthy as a person and there's something really special and unique about you as a person that no one else in this world is like. And I think that if you don't have that kind of basis, um, a lot of things can go awry. Remember I said when you're a child, you're very impressionable. So like if someone else thinks that we're amazing, something about about that we internalize and then we really believe that we're amazing. Um, So something is really unique about how the positive self-image does develop, but it is very subjective because it depends on like what you think is important that you need 
to say, hey, I'm pretty amazing. Um, and I think that those unique nuances are like things that you pick up for me. I pick up in therapy with a lot of clients. Like everyone is different. So like some people think like being very strong is really important. Then that's like the focus. But it, it, I do think that having a positive self-image is very important. And there are a lot of detrimental effects to having a negative self-image. So what I took from what she just said is that a person has a positive self-image when they can see themselves as worthy of love, respect, and good treatment from themselves and others, regardless of their accomplishments in the world. Their love and respect for themselves does not come from achievements like grades or awards or things like that. It comes from their acknowledgement of their true self-worth. Now, what I was trying to understand next was what goes into a negative self-image and how does that look? When I think of negative self-image, it's that um, you don't measure up. Something's lacking or something is so bad about you that you don't have like a reason. You don't you don't deserve to be alive. You don't deserve to get any reward for living. And so a lot of people compensate putting themselves down or having to feel like they have to, um, I don't know, overcompensate by like working really hard because like if all those things that they do is stripped away they're like worth they think that they're worthless Mm -hmm. so I think the negative is like it can manifest in different ways but it might be like what you're saying the lack of the positive because if you think you're amazing that means it doesn't matter what you do like you go you'll try a lot of things you'll take risks because you know it doesn't matter if I fail or not I'm still amazing in my core but if you think you're uh you know you're worthless it doesn't really matter what you do you're constantly compensating or overcompensating and it will never satisfy because deep in your core you think you're worthless. So after understanding what a negative self-image looks like, it makes you just wonder, okay, is this something repairable? And that is what Gloria is about to explain. The only way to help them is for them to see it themselves. And that's why I think insight is so important. And I don't mean insight like, I'm going to tell you something and then you're going to just know it. No, it's like we work on understanding how you view yourself and then start rebuilding or start questioning or get curious about what do you think? How do you think you define yourself that you think you're so worthless? Huh? Oh, does that what happened? Oh, how does that connect to how you feel now? And so it's having this curiosity for them to meeting them where they are, clients, and helping them to see themselves and their reality. Because a lot of times the reason why people have negative self-images is because it's very distorted. So people have been abused or um, treated um, negatively or poorly. I mean, you see this all the time. A lot of um, college, oh my, I get this, I used to tutor math and everyone comes in like, I'm just not good at math. I'm like, okay, so then you actually unpack like, okay, where did you start learning that you're not good at math? And it's like, oh, there's this teacher or this like parent that told me that I was no good. And it just like crumbled, like my hope for math just crumbled, even though um, I'm really like good with this kind of like puzzle and this kind of complex um, design, but I'm just not good at math. And so it's kind of like hmm, connecting. I was like, do you think that that just started then and that just led you into this trajectory that you thought that you weren't good at math but actually you're totally fine at math um and so it's kind of helping them to get curious about those things Mm -hmm. um yeah that's kind of one of the things oh and you can't tell them that they're great like and I do I sometimes do it because I'm really curious I always do this because um I tell them like a compliment that I see so I I just know naturally I'm a very um positive like I look at people 
I can pinpoint people's strengths and their goodness, right? So like I say it in the beginning, I was like, oh, you're like a really warm person. Like I just feel so warm right now when I have this conversation with you. And then they can't receive it. And then I point out, I was like, yeah, you, you don't receive it right now, but just trust me after a few sessions. And then I ask them again and I give them another, like my perception of them and they actually start to be able to receive it. And so it's so malleable, like it changes, which is so exciting because mm-hmm. it's like people think that they're stuck. Yeah, like they're damaged. Forever. Yeah, like I'll always be a bad person. I'll always be like this way. We all have like influences that critique us all the time and we're like, we're not enough, you know? And if you really assess yourself and know the sources and actually get you to question them and be curious about, you can actually really change. If you don't have peace, you're always wrestling with like, I'm not good enough, I need to do more. But if you think that you're worthy and you're just like good, like you don't have to do anything, you still like yourself. There's such a peace with like no activity, but still being important um, that I feel like you can do by really challenging um, some of these forces. In going off this idea, we wanted to reach out to a few of our friends and get their views on self-image. So we set up a bonfire and we reached out to our friends Mustafa and Shahrazad and asked them to come over. And then I just remember just chasing that. Oh, like, do you like me? Da 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 da. And that stupidity just like, it kind of just breaks your heart when somebody doesn't care. <laughs> but I feel like I've grown from that. You can't pay mind to, to, to certain... Um, I don't know, yeah, to certain people's opinions. Otherwise, you'll just get nowhere by the feeling of what will people say. It stunts growth, like, to a serious degree, simply because they just do not feel comfortable challenging the norm of their community or their family or what whatever is expected to them as a person. People ask me how I got into, like, the things that I find passionate and the, and the kind of person that I am today. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I don't know who I... I still don't know who I am. I, I have so much figuring out I have left, and, like, I'm really... I'm constantly just trying to discover who I am as a person. But, like, I'm not ashamed to admit this. Even coming into high school as, like, a 16, 17, year, like, yeah, 15, 16-year-old boy, like, like I, I started music because I thought it was cool. And I thought it was a cool way to, like, get, like, that high school clout. <laughs> I honestly, like, it, and it, and it like, kind of worked the first couple of years until I realized I was like, like I need to damn, like, are people just kind of hyping me because they're like friends or like my loved ones are just like, oh, that's so cute. Pat on the pat on the back or like am I genuinely good at what I do? And, and, and is this becoming more of a passion? I think that it can lead to depression. It can lead to insecurity. And I, like I said, I, I don't believe self-consciousness is a bad thing, but insecurity is a bad thing. And it can lead to that. It can lead to like a, a crippling feeling on your like your self-worth. I was just I was just never comfortable around like certain seconds but now it's 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 also the do not give up for juleps kind of mentality it's like if you don't like the way i move then i'm just like i'm sorry i'm not for you then alhamdulillah i haven't faced that too much for those of you who don't know sabrina and i are muslim and because of that we could ignore what our faith tradition has to say about the subject matter of self-image so i reached out to my friend naeem who leads a weekly class discussing how the islamic tradition defines self-image Oh, he says, Allahumma ashku ilayka du'afa quwwati. Oh Allah, I complain to you about the weakness in my capacity, in my strength. Wa qillata hilati, wa hawani ala nas. 
and my, my lack of ability and the way that I'm viewed in front of people. He's complaining to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about his weaknesses. But one thing he says in the dua, he says, And this is the part I want you to remember. He says, in, this, in the midst of this turmoil and this difficulty, after having lost his wife, his beloved wife Khadija after having lost his beloved uncle, after losing so many of his community, he says, if you are not upset at me, then I don't mind. If you don't have any, if there is nothing that you have against me, if I didn't do anything wrong, if, if we're okay, then I don't mind. None of it. It doesn't matter to me. Right, so when you talk about sense of self, the idea is that my connection with Allah is the most important thing. So my approval, what I'm looking for, that sense of reassurance, I want, I really care about what Allah thinks about me. If Allah is not angry at me, then nothing else really matters. If Allah is not happy with me, then nobody else's happiness really matters, right? Uh, so my name is Naeem Baig. Um, the reason why uh, I chose to focus on the idea of uh, self-image or explore the idea of self-image um, specifically as it's framed within the Islamic uh, context um, is because I think that when you look at a lot of the uh, ills that we find in our society uh, historically or presently, they are symptomatic of individuals and communities that are not aligned properly with their purpose. Um, and I think that being aligned with your purpose begins with knowledge of self, first and foremost. Um, knowledge of self as it pertains to others, as it pertains to uh, the world around you, and as it pertains ultimately to your creator. Um, and on the flip side, I think a lot of the successes and marvels we can look at historically and presently are reflective of individuals and communities that are well aligned with their purpose because they're well aligned with knowledge of self. Um, so self-image is one aspect of knowledge of the self um, that focuses on value, what we ascribe value to and whether those things in reality are really valuable and whether they're not and how that makes us view ourselves as individuals and communities and how that in turn either allows us to reach our potential, to fulfill our potential, or stifles us in the process of realizing our full potential. Right? So self-image can be the thing that, uh, if you properly understand it, allow you to um, you know, succeed in society and in life, or on the flip side, may allow you to be controlled or, or, or be oppressed, uh, or do the oppressing if you don't properly understand it. So um, that hopefully <laughs> answers it. <Yeah. laughs> In Surah Al-Infitar, الَّذِي خَلَقَكَ فَسَوَّاكَ فَعَدَلَكَ The one who created you and proportioned you, right, and created you in, in a perfect balance. Allah says in Surah Al-Tin, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ تَقْوِينَ We created mankind, we created humans in the best form. Right, so Allah didn't make a mistake in your creation. Perhaps other people made mistakes in how they estimated Allah's work. But Allah didn't make a mistake in your creation. If you've taken anything away from this podcast, one of the things would be is when you look at the notion of success, it's directly tied to a positive self-image and a proper knowledge of yourself. And the other thing you should definitely take away from this is that you're not only responsible for the image of yourself, but you're also responsible for the self-images of the people around you. Alright you guys, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in on the topic of self-image. And let's learn something new next time on After, After School. School.